Welcome to Mwango Spaces today. It's a Wednesday. It's a bit early. It's a special edition of Tano of Mwango Spaces. And there's been a lot of talk down Tima Circle for the last couple of weeks. So they wanted to have a spaces where they can be able to explain themselves, especially if they're people were invested with them and people are interested in investing with them. So that's the main aim of today. We just wants to understand the circles, the movement itself, and I dare not understand what's the most circle does. I'm going to start off by letting the speakers introduce themselves. So we start with Dr. Gamal. Uh, so maybe you can introduce yourself and say what you do. Wonderful. Thank you. My name is uh, Dr. Gamal Hassan. I am the CEO at Stimus Circle. Thank you for giving us an opportunity to engage with your followers and we look forward to this engagement. Thank you very much. All right. Gloria, say hi. Hello, everyone, and I hope you're keeping well. My name is Gloria Chaponda and I manage customer experience at Stimus Circle. Looking forward to having a good conversation with you and getting updates on what the expectations are and giving you an update on what we are working on. Thank you. All right. And then we have the main account, Stima Circle, here as well. To start with Dr. Gamalia, so tell us a bit about Stima Circle and a bit about their history and the business model of circles. Thank you very much. Stima Circle was founded in 1974, and that means that we are now 49 years of age. We'll actually be turning 50 next year. Early next year would be 50 years. So we've been an institution that was formed by only five members, the then East Africa Power and Lightning Corporation. And these individuals had a commonality and a need. And you can imagine back in 1974, the financial inclusivity was literally missing in the country. So very few individuals would have a bank account and very few of them would actually have access to being financed by any financial institution. And our founders had a need and the needs was very simple. They would need financing for various issues, whether it is for investment, whether it is to take their children to school, whether it is for marriage to buy their first, first vehicle, buy their first home, whether it was for saving purposes. So they came together simply because they could not get this kind of inclusivity in the banking sector. From those very initial what I like to call our umbilical cord of where we came from. That we have more than 180,000 members. And we still believe that the needs of those five, and some of them are still alive and are actually our members to date. We do believe that those needs that they looked at that time are still relevant needs to date. And what we've been attempting to do for our membership is to provide that level of financial literacy, financial therapy, financial inclusivity, so that our members are able to also protect just like they have done in any other financial institution. So Stimosaku is about inclusivity. In the year 2010, we opened up our bond and we do have membership that transcends not just the energy sector. So when Kenya Power came into being and of course was broken into the various uh, other energy sector companies that came up, just to mention a few, Kenjen, the GDCs, the Ketrakos, all of these institutions that actually came later, the Kenya Nuclear Energy and all the rest. Rare, there are very many, about 17 of them. All of those became our members. But in 2010, the most important thing is that we opened up our bonds to all Kenyans. So for the last 13 years or so, Stimasako's bond has been open. That means if you're a teacher, you're a banker, you're a policeman, um, you're doing your business, you're doing your hustle, you can become a member of STEMA. And also importantly, 
We also do have members in the diaspora, predominantly in about 67 countries actually counted that these are Kenyans living outside the country who are also our members. And also importantly, we do have members who are non-Kenyans, but living in Kenya. So the law allows us that if you are a non-Kenyan, but residing and legally in Kenya, you can also become a member of the circle. So that's part of the 180,000 membership that we do have. And importantly to mention is that we do have an open bond and any person who's listening in who's not a member of Steamer can also take this opportunity to become a member. So a bit about maybe the scale and size of the institution itself. So Steamer Circle, how many members do you have? What are the assets? How is the company, how is the institution performing so far? Probably I can go to our audited accounts because this all audited our EINs on that first December and also go to point out that our auditors are PwC, one of the top five audit firms in the world, if not in the country. And from our audited accounts of last year, we closed that asset bills of about 54 billion shillings. Our loan book closed at 41B. Our deposits, that is the savings, is at 39 billion shillings. Share capital, we closed that 2.9 billion. And we generated an income of 7.4 billion shillings. From that income, and this is an important aspect of what a SACO is, SACOs are different from other financial institutions, including banks, because we have principles that they are called cooperative and also operative principles. So just to quickly run you through the seven, the first one is you enter SACO voluntary and you also live voluntarily. Number two, a circle is democratically and member-owned, so we don't have customers. None of the 180,000 people who are in Stimo Sako are our customers. They are actually our owners. They own a piece and a pile of Stimo. So Stimo is not the CEO, is not the board, is not the management team, but is really 180,000 shareholders of this institution. We also have something called cooperation amongst cooperators. And that just says that as a circle, you don't compete with others. Normally we do a lot of benchmarking visits with our peers in the industry. And maybe as a point, Stimo Circle is the second largest circle in Africa. And that means you also get a lot of benchmarking that comes in from our peers from Southern Africa, Western Africa, and Central Africa, and also across the globe. And we do not hold into what might be termed like intellectual property. For us in the cooperative movement, if something works for me, I will quickly share it with any of the other circles, either in Kenya or even across the whole region. Circles also have what is called autonomy and independence. That's the fourth principle, very key. We could have been birthed from our initial parent, which was Kenya Power, but we are independent and we are very autonomous from them, both in terms of the way the institution is run and even in terms of how we elect, we do have delegates. That's a very important point. The delegates are elected by our members and then they elect the board members who come from right across the industry, both from energy and non-energy sector. So autonomy and independence is also a very critical element. Importantly, we have what is called concern for the community. That's very critical. And that's why we'd see us participating in a lot of CSR and CSI activities. It is an expectation that we in the cooperative sector must do. And point number six, which is very unique for many other financial institutions, 
we are obligated to offer education to our members. So financial literacy is not just a word for us in the cooperative sector, but as part and parcel of our budgeting, as part and parcel of our everyday operations, then on a yearly basis, we must carry out member education. And of course, with the advent of technology, that's why we are here. We also are able to offer this education on many platforms such as this one. And the last point is that we are here for our members. So it's about service and distribution to members. So what does that mean? Like I said, a circle like Stima does not have customers. It has members. Our members expect a service. So we offer a service to them, just like a, any other financial institution will offer a customer. But also importantly, we distribute what it is that we earn. So back to that example again of our income of 7.4 billion shillings that we made last year. Out of that money, we gave out 3.6 billion shillings back to our members. If so you do a quick math, I think you'll see that is about 49% of what we made. 49% of our income directly goes back to our membership. And also as a matter of fact, 3.6 billion shillings is the highest in terms of absolute amount that any SACO has paid anywhere in Africa. So we have never had any institution called a SACO paying 3.6 billion shillings back to its membership. We are actually the first ones to do that. And as I've mentioned, that translates to about 48 to 49% of the income that you generate. And I think that's the beauty of being in a SACO because you're a member, you're an owner. And when we make profit, that profit is not all of it taken back by the institution, but we actually do a share and we share it back to our members. You might have seen long queues, very long queues in our countries around the time. These dividends were declared. This is generally normal. In every year, we do have very long queues whereby our members come to withdraw cash and withdraw part of the dividends. It is their rights. They can choose to do whatever it is they want to do with it. But if there are any here, I always say that probably withdraw about 10% to 20% of that. And then the rest of it, 30% invest it. And then 50% of it reinvest it back because there's a compounded element in terms of how wealth is created. So the more money we pay you, the more you reinvest back the likelihood that you'd be able to get even more income next year. So in a nutshell, I think that is what stigma is. And uh, oh, in terms of our staff capacity, we now have 300 staff in total and counting because the number of branches we have are nine. These nine branches are located, uh, three in Nairobi, that's in Parklands. That is our mother branch. Then we have right next to Nation Center, we call that branch CBD Kimathi. Then you do have a branch at uh, Energy Center, that's at South Sea, right next to Bomain. And then outside Nairobi, we do have a branch in Embo. We do have another branch in Aria. We have a branch in Nakuru, Eldoret, Kisumu. And if you go south, we do have a branch in Mombasa as well. But having said that, we'll be adding three more branches this year. We're just waiting for a regulator to give us the nod to, to add that. But the branches are ready. One of these branch would be again in CBD. So a fourth branch in Nairobi. And this would be in Harambe Avenue, followed by a branch in Kisi and a third branch that is coming up in Meru. So that will bring our collective branch network to about 12. We also have what is called agents. These are, think about the way you have SSI agents. So we do have an agency network, our own, 
which is called Stimosakom Longoni. The idea behind this is that when you open your door, whether you're leaving your office or you're leaving your house, we'd like you to see Stimosako Mlangoni. So right at the door, that is our dream. So out of the 57 agents we currently have, we are looking at growing this to 180 at the end of the year. We also have, these are not branches, but what we call service centers. We do have two service centers. One is in Naivasha town. Right inside poster, and then we do have at Hydro Plaza, that is way past Embo. We do have another service center. We're also looking at having four more service centers this year. We've identified obviously it is subject to feasibility studies, but we've identified areas in the coastal region around Namu, areas in the western region, and also right here in Nairobi again around areas such as Kitengela. And such areas we are, but we have very high concentration of members as well. In a nutshell, that is what Steamer is. It's look at it this way. Any service you'd get in a bank, you'd also get in Steamer. But apart from that, you'd also get any service that a circle will actually offer to you. All right. I think the key question that people want to understand, the, you talked about dividends, people withdrawing dividends, especially in the past two, one, or two months. So perhaps there's been a lot of talk, especially about the system changes that have caused a lot of problems for people trying to access the SACO in the past like three or four months. What's the real issue behind these technical challenges that a lot of people are facing? Thank you again. That's a good question. And allow me to answer it this way. And maybe for those who have a pen and a paper, we'd put this down. Because it's just statistics I'd like to share. In 2006, which is about 16 years ago, our membership was only 6,800. And as I've mentioned, we are now crossed the 180,000 mark. Our staff component in 2006 was only 10. We had 10 staff. Well, right now we have more than 300. Our asset base in 2006 was 3 billion Kenya shillings. Right now we had 55B. We've already passed the 55 billion mark. Our loan book and deposit portfolios are 2.2 billion each. On both, we are more than 40 billion. Our shares, as I mentioned, currently we have already surpassed the 3 billion shillings in shares. But back then, we only had 7 million shillings in shares. And their income, which I might surprise you, we were generating an income of only 321 million, as opposed to the 7.5 billion that we generated last year. So in 2006, we were using the same system we are using right now. We were using rather as of January 17th before we did the system change. And what became abundantly clear was that the society had grown in both size and complexity. As I've mentioned, you can think about our branch network, our agency network. We are offering both internet and mobile banking platforms. And there's a lot of demand to be more versatile as an institution. And it was one of the key reasons that when we did our strategic plan for the year 2019 to 2024, which expires next year, we had identified as one of the key weaknesses that we had as an institution that was not enabling us to really grow to the level that we want to grow was really about our co-banking system. So what we are using is called Mesna Vision. Mesna Vision is an ERP for those who might understand the technical jargon. That's an enterprise resource planning tool. So it is a tool that was meant to be predominantly for the back office and not for the front office, but we somehow managed to make it work. And it indeed has taken us to where it had, but there were major limitations in terms of where we wanted to be for the next 50 years. As I've mentioned, Stimosako is 49 years of age. 
And what you're looking forward to is where are we going to be 50 years from now? So one of the key things that we identified in our strategic planning was that our co-banking system was pretty much slow, pretty much what we'd call unstable. And therefore we came to a realization and together with the numbers I've shared with you, that if I was to serve the 6,800 members and I want to serve 180,000 and tomorrow our membership might be 250, might be 500,000, might be more, then do I have the necessary systems to actually do that? And based on that kind of discussion, we brought in KPMG, who are our project managers. We also brought in Strathmore University. They do have a unit called ILAP, or our quality assurance. And with them, we've managed to successfully move from the older system around January 17th to the new system that you're currently running on. And with any system change, and it's good to own up to this, there are technical challenges like you have pointed out. Uh, this is not unique to Stima. I have seen that in the banking sector, if you have to look at the last four banks that did a system change, I'd pretty say that we did even much better than they did. And uh, what you're actually going through right now is an element of optimizing, making sure that the resources that are needed are well aligned, making sure that the systems function at the expectation of our member. That's very critical for us. So I would call them that we did have some teething issues at the beginning. We did have an issue, especially around the payment of dividends. And it is correct again, drawn up to that, that immediately after we declared dividends, we did have challenge with our mobile platform. Our mobile platform is a platform that we rely on a third party vendor has pretty much got nothing to do with the co-banking. And when that was down, obviously it meant that our services to our members were affected. And of course, for that, we do sincerely apologize for any downtime. But having said that, all of these issues were resolved. So we did pay out the 3.6 billion shillings as was intended to be paid. I have seen for the last one or two weeks or so, members connecting the payment and doing a lot of cash withdrawals around that as expected. And I'm talking about 3.6 billion shillings, a lot of money. <laughs> for anyone to withdraw from the society. So it does take time. But as we start right now, we are able to offer all the services that our members need. So our banks are fully operating, our nine branches, all of them. They offer all the services, whether you want RTGSs, whether you want EFTs, whether it is you want an instant ATM, we'd be able to walk in and walk out with an instant ATM, whether you want to transfer funds, check your balances, all of that are available as is expected from our end. Number two as well, we do have our mobile platform, which is up and running, that is on the USSD. And there was a rationale around this. And it's a pretty simple rationale. But you first release the USSD and then later on will come in to release the app. The reasoning being simple is that as we transcended to the new system, we also had to come up with a mobile app for that particular new system. So just to make sure that it is stable, it's able to perform everything that it's able to perform. And then from there, you're able now to utilize an app. But having said that, all the services in the app are actually up and running. The one key distinction, and, uh, and I know that might have caused a lot of anxiety, maybe around our members, has been uh, in the past, we would enable you to push money from M-Pesa and then directly to what we'll call the current account and also to your shares account and also to your deposits. And maybe for those who are non-members, it will be an opportune time to explain what that is. Now, for you to become a member of Steamer or any other circle, 
Number one, you must have share capital. So in OIN, our minimum share capital is actually 500 ball. So 500 shillings, you at least have one share in steamer. And then number two, you're also required to have monthly deposits and contributions in terms of savings. That is why we are savings and credit cooperative. So we really insist on the savings bit, one in shares, two on deposits. So every month there's a requirement for you to have deposits. And then number three is now you open an account for lack of a better word, let's call it a bank account, like you'd operate in any other bank. So those are the three very main accounts that you must have for you to be considered to be an active member of our society. However, when we did our system change and as part of the adherence to the financial reporting center, which we are registered to as part of our efforts to ensure that there's no money laundering happening in our society, we restricted the payment to only the prime account or the current account, just like the banks normally do. So it, it meant that if you had to deposit money into Stima, you'd first deposit into a current account, which is called the prime account. And then thereafter, we, we, you push it or you give instructions to push it either through the mobile platform or through our branches or through our call center to either your share capital or your deposits or also your loans. Based on the feedback we received on our members, one of our core values is that we are listening and caring institution. And upon further discussion and also upon further review of what the Financial Reporting Center was requesting, we have managed to rescind on that. So we'll be offering our members back that opportunity of depositing straight back into the deposits and also into the share capital. And I think by itself, just an indication that we do listen and we do care about our members. The long and short of it is that we have undergone a tremendous transformation from an institution that had only 16 years ago, less than 3 billion shillings in asset base to 55 billion shillings currently, making us larger than most banks in Kenya. As a matter of fact, there are 43 banks. If Stimo is a bank, to be bank number 17. So we are larger than most banks in Kenya. And because of that, and also because of our thinking that we need access to things like access to the national payment system, to master battle past system. That was the reason why we decided to make that change from an older legacy system to a new co-banking system. Just maybe to interrupt a bit, the question that is coming through is why not have a parallel system as you sh shift from one to the other? Because it seems like there have been some needling problems that customers are experiencing. And then secondly, Otto, how long do you foresee some of these challenges persisting as you change the new system? Those are good questions. And of course, we do have a very competent technical team. Like I mentioned, we relied heavily on KPMG, on iLab, and also our own project managers internally. We have the best minds you can actually think of. Stima is very good at poaching the best in the industry. We look at the telcos, the banking sector, if you have to look at who works for us. These are individuals who are very good at what they do technically. And when it comes to money, money is either in my pocket or your pocket. And let me give an example. If there's a hundred shillings in between us, it's either I have a hundred bob and you have zero, or you have 50 and I have 50, and of course 90, 10, so you can play around with that. But money does not exist in two places at one time. So similarly, when it comes to migrating into a co-banking system, we do not have that option of saying that we'll be having two parallel systems running together, that we are having an older system that you are also not even related in any way. 
And specifically on things like the mobile platform, you cannot run two mobile platforms parallel. So you cannot have, like we have a USD stuff for 89 hash, and you ask that mobile platform again to report to one system, and then the other system, eh, that would have been very messy. I think that's what I'm trying to say. So the decision was that we would have a hard stop from the older system to a newer one. And that's basically what we actually did. So we did a hard stop, made sure that the balances are reconciled, that no member lost any single cent. And that's a very important point to make as well. So the members are able to look at their statements on 16th of January and on 17th. And what you'll see is a carry forward from the older system into a new one. And if you need your reports or your statements from the older system, you're also able to generate that for you. And now you're able to pick from 17th of January, moving forward to debt. So it was more of a, the most efficient way to carry out a system change is, is not to run them on parallel. It is really to just move over from one actually to another. And that is the decision that you undertook as an entity. So in terms of maybe challenges that you're experiencing with the system, are there some that you didn't anticipate that came out? Maybe you can share with people a bit and how the process has been so far. And also, I can ask us about how long you think the challenges would persist before there may be a, a kind of complete resolution to it so that members can also have that expectation in mind. That's a very good question. I think in terms of with any project, like in this particular one, our hand-holding period is three months. So we are looking forward our three months expires mid next month. And during this time, we are being handheld by our project manager to make sure that any teething issues that have existed or have been there have actually been resolved. But a lot of this, as we speak today, we don't have the issues that were being addressed, say two months ago, a month ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Every day has been a day of continuous improvement. And as I've mentioned, all the services for a member are available. So there's no service that a member does not get from Steamer. If you want to withdraw cash today, you will be able to do it. If you want money over the counter, you will get that money over the counter. If you want that money withdrawn from the mobile platform, definitely you'd be able to get that as well. So all the services that were there before have actually been reinstated. So I do not have any particular services or a global perspective for the members that are not that they are unable to actually get. That was the first bit on, on, on your question. What was the second? Sorry, that might have skipped. You had mentioned in, two. Are you experienced members in terms of how long the issues would persist? And also like in terms of, are there things that came up during that the transition that you didn't yeah. expect yourself? Yeah. And then maybe an additional point, which someone has also pointed out is, is it like a bit doing a system change around one or two months to dividend payment time? Wasn't it a bit suicidal? That's what he's asking. And another good question. So you asked the first bit, I think I've addressed around the duration, but the second one was around what we did not anticipate. So a couple of things we didn't anticipate and as always as, as any entity, it's good to own up what we didn't see coming. A majority of the things we saw, and of course, what we were doing is that before we run out the different components of the system, there is what you call a production environment. Everything has to be tested. You must ensure you have done what is called VAPT test, that is vulnerability assessment and penetration test so that you make sure you don't lose any money. Remember, this is not just a sort of software, it's not an app that you're installing. It is people's livelihoods, people's money, people's investment. So you have to make sure that every shilling and every cent counts 
in that at any particular time, no member feels that they have lost anything. And I think that is what our overriding thought was, even as we carried forward and did the system changeover. And as I've mentioned, from the movement from the older to the new system, no single cent was actually lost, not by the society and neither by our members. Having said that, there are a few things that we didn't anticipate. And um, what we anticipated, number one, was that school fees will be paid because schools were going to open exactly a week after we go live. So it was cutting it pretty thin. But we were also advised very well by both our existing auditors and, of course, by the team that was there, that we had to have a cutoff in terms of the financials. So we had to make sure that the financials, the ones that were audited and the ones that have shared the numbers with you for the year 2022, that by December 2022, you have a clean cutoff. You remember the audit process is not just about auditing numbers, it's also about auditing system. So if we had gone, say, live earlier, say mid of December or early December, it would have meant that we would still have an issue in terms of the audit going into our systems up to December 31st. So th that was one of the reasons why we didn't go live earlier. And we also had to choose a debt over, over the weekend. And if you do realize we did close our services for exactly three days, they were able to go live. So we did anticipate that school fees would be paid. But what we did not anticipate was on about two or three days after we went live, our main channel, which is our mobile platform, developed some technical issues. And these are not our issues. These are part from the vendor side. We do have a vendor and the vendor is the one who provides the services for us. And they were unable to offer services for about two, two days or so. So you can imagine during school fees and then your main channel is down. So that for me, I'd say is a major learning point. And perhaps if we do ever go back to any other project, is one of the key things we'd be able to look at and really ask ourselves those hard questions. Is this really the appropriate time to actually go live? And secondly, the dividends was okay. We didn't have much issues to do with that. But again, like I've mentioned, it was part and parcel of an issue we had with the mobile platform. And those learning lessons, it's not that we don't learn. We've learned a lot from them. And one of the key things you'd be seeing as a rollout, as a mitigation to that, is a secondary mobile platform. Clean mobile platform empower serves about a hundred thousand members exclusively. These are members who would rather not come to the branch, would rather not have internet banking, would rather not call, but would rather just be served from the USSD at star 489 hash. But you are now in the process of also introducing a secondary mobile platform because of the lessons that we've seen so that there's a redundancy for our member. So say one of the platforms goes down, then very quickly you're able to pick up into the next one. And these things happen. It's not unique to Steamer. Even the biggest telcos in this country have issues. I think about a week or two weeks ago, you could actually see that. Similarly, uh, other institutions, including the banking sector, those in the energy sector, have had timeouts as far as their systems are concerned. We do listen and uh, we do care about the, the genuine feedback that you get from our members, the genuine concern that they do have, or especially on areas that maybe we have not optimized well, we've not been efficient enough for them on areas of improvement. Every other day, I do have an engagement just like this one with our membership. In the last three weeks, we've had very detailed as part of our member education, engagement from Zoom on Teams with our membership, not just here, but also in the diaspora 
and whereby we listen to them and whatever feedback we are getting is what goes back to improvement. So you'll still be seeing a lot of tweaking of our co-banking and also insofar as the customer facing services are concerned, because this kind of feedback that you're receiving even here today is what will actually go forward and improve whichever services you provide to our members. Another question before I turn to Gloria to answer more the customer forecast questions, is the issue around communication. Some members and a lot of the public are saying, like, it's been a bit difficult getting clear communication from the circle in terms of what's going on and what the issues are. And someone also is asking how many customer care agents you have, because I think that also has been maybe a bit of an issue around how fast the responses to some of the members have been. So you can speak to those issues and address the member concerns directly. And uh, the final point would be maybe addressing directly the issue of is Timasako solvent and is everything okay over there? Are you, is Timasako dying soon? So would you allow me to start with that question? Yes, I can start with that one. Are you in the institution dying after 49 years of operation? <laughs> no, not yet. Um, Stima Sako is a very solid and a very strong institution. We were the first Sako to be registered by SASRA. And that's also a good point to bring out that just like in the banking sector, the CBK that regulates the 42, 43 banks are there. We also have a regulator. We have about 180 deposit taking Sakos in Kenya and Stima Sako holds certificate number one. We also have another 180 or so odd uh, non-deposit taking circles that are also regulated by our regulator. What does that mean? It means that this institution has to go through many rigorous checks and balances, even before we report to you and say, this is the profit we've generated. The 7.5 billion shillings that we made as income, the 3.6 billion bob that we paid out to our members last year, have to go through a very rigorous process of not only going through an, a, a good auditor. And in this case, like I mentioned to you, using PwC, one of the most highly respected audit firms in the world. And over and above that, it has to go through a regulator who will also counter check and who has also been checking on a day-to-day -day basis. Actually, I'll even on up to you and say the regulator checks our liquidity positions every day. Every day we do send a report to the regulator indicating how much money we do have. So. If you're to look at the aspect of liquidity and solvency, Stimasako is the most solvent, is the most liquid institution in terms of SACOs in Kenya. Our liquidity ratio is at a high of 78% and growing. Actually, the last I checked yesterday, that actually reached 79% when you're looking at it even going to 80. Why is this relevant? It is relevant because from the regulator perspective, you're only required to have an institutional capital of only 15%. So as you can clearly see, we are way almost five, going to six times, almost five and a half times what the regulator requires from us in terms of liquidity. Also a very key and important point is this, that when you look at how the dividends were paid, they were paid from our money, not even our reserves, this is our cash. We have a very huge cash holding of more than 7 billion Kenyan shillings. That is just purely in cash. So this money that we paid of 3.6 B, and I know there could be other institutions outside there that would borrow so that they give you dividends. The Stima Sako did not do that. What we did was to ensure that within our own liquidity, and like I've mentioned that more than 79%, 
we'll have more than adequate money to pay our members. You ask any member here today, did you get paid dividend? The answer would be yes. Should come over the counter and you ask for a withdrawal, do you get the money? Absolutely. That you require from my end in terms of a loan. If you need a loan from Stima, you'll get it within the timelines are stipulated. What is not being asked of me, which I also want to answer, it's very simple. There has been a lot of negative hype around Stima Circle in the last three months or so, and specifically in the last one and a half months. This negative hype initially was about, oh, you guys did a system change and things are not going well for you, then it became, oh no, you guys have liquidity issues, you do not have sufficient money. But we debunked all of that. Our systems are up and running, as I've already mentioned. And number two, our liquidity is so high, we paid 3.6 billion shillings to members. This is the money, and if you're a member, you can attest to that, is the money that you have to actually access. However, let me also point it out that I've found the scrutiny to steamer unfair in a way, because I've mentioned that in the past, there are other institutions, including those in the banking sector that have done system changes. They have gone through the same process that you're going through, but they have not been spotlighted as much as we are. When I inquire a lot, I think somebody has given me a very good answer to give. I've been told that the tree with a lot of fruits is the one that gets toned up the most. So the tree that bears the most fruit is the one that will get stoned most. So, and I think that's as a steamer. So we have showcased to you the fruits that we've delivered to our members. We've showcased to you our very strong asset base. Let me also mention something, our co-capital. The regulatory requirement is just to have a co-capital of about 10 million. At Stima Sacco, we hold more than 9.3 billion shillings in co-capital. This is our core. That is larger than most of what the banks have in Kenya's co-capital. So at 9.3 billion, a very steady, a very firm institution. So over to the issue of communication. The main issue here is um, where we've had challenges, I think we have always reached out to our members. Is there room for improvement? Absolutely. Yes, definitely. Can you over-communicate? I don't think so. So I think one of the key learning lessons for us is that to keep on communicating and reaching out to our membership keeping on reassuring them that all is well on our side and which is basically what we've been doing. Now, number two, my father also taught me that if you are in the village and you are abused by somebody on the road, and this is what, what, what my learning lesson, that if a madman abuses you or insults you or fights with you, are you supposed to pick up your fist and fight back? Are you supposed to hurl insults back? This is why Stimasako, in some of those issues that we see in social media, they are fake, purely fake news. And it should not be upon an incumbent upon us to validate what you consider to be fake. But what I can tell you, all that you see moving all around, issues to do, I don't know, with withdrawals, or the institution is going down, that is fake news, absolutely. And urge anyone who's on social media, in anything that you read, always read twice and not to be very quick to judge and be very quick to believe what you're actually reading outside there. What matters to us as Tima, and maybe for an outsider, it might look strange, is that we have 180,000 members who matter. These are our bosses. These are the people who've employed us. They mean everything to us. And I mean that, everything. So their comments matter to us. Their concerns matter to us. And that is what we've been addressing in the last one week, two weeks, 
three months and we'll keep on addressing. So any concerns of our members, we take absolutely very seriously. We deal with that. We look at the feedback that you give to us. We improve on it and then we move forward. But for fake news is fake news and as Tima Sako would not want to validate any of that. But to give you comfort is to tell you that this institution, the beloved institution as a member is a very strong institution. We have more than excess liquidity. We have more than what is required by a regulator in terms of our capital adequacy and in terms of any service as a member that you can ask of this institution. It is there for it to be delivered to you and we will keep on improving on that and keep on being more efficient, getting the feedback that you give to us so that you can keep on tweaking even this particular system that we have on board so that you can give you a better customer experience. I hope I've managed to address the two questions that I've raised today. Yes, I think we've been going for 50 minutes straight with you, so it would be nice to give you a bit of a break and then I'll have a chat with Gloria here and Ahmed also who's just joined us. Gloria, maybe you can answer the more customer-focused questions that we received and the first one is how do people become members of a circle and then what's the process like boarding a new member? That's one question that has come across. Maybe Gloria can start off. Thank you so much for that question. And there are various ways in which one can become a member based on your channel of preference. So we've got a two-page member onboarding form and it's actually been made editable so that you don't have to struggle in terms of completing it. You'll give us your bio data. You'll also give us a bit of information on yourself and how much you look at investing. This information will come through to us through our various channels. You can send that to us via email. If you prefer having physical touch, you can go into any of our branches, have that form together with a copy of your passport size photo, the carry pin and your identification documents. So once we receive this documentation, what we do is verify this documentation. And then we will open an account for you and you'll get a 12 digit account number. With this 12 digit account number, you will pay an initial registration fee of 2,500. And of these 2,500 shillings that you begin with, a thousand shillings goes into your savings. That's the account where you pump in money every month. And this is the money where you earn interest rebates, which we declared at 11% for the period ended last year. This is the account which you will use to access credit facilities at affordable rates. So the 1,000 shillings goes into that. And the other 1,000 shillings goes into an account called the share capital account. And this is the account where we declared the dividends of 15% per annum last year. So you keep pushing in money into that account. And of course, at the end of the year, you expect to earn interest. The other 500 shillings is accounted for as a registration fee. Like I said, wherever you are across the world, whether you're in the country or outside the country, there are options on channels that you can use outside the country. You just need to scan that documentation together with the attachments as mentioned, send that to diaspora banking at steamer-saco.com and our officers will be in touch to just take you through the process and onboard you. If you're within the country, again, you can push that information through customer care at steamer-saco.com. We have our branches across the country, the nine branches now and the three branches will be coming soon. 
you can deliver those documents there, or you can actually take very clear images of these documents and you can send them on our WhatsApp page and we will be able to get back to you. So currently, much as we had influx before, our response sign now has come down to within 24 hours. So within 24 hours, the expectation is that you should already have your investment account and you begin to save with us. Where there are exceptions, of course, still the doors are open. We continue to have conversations and review this. And coming soon, of course, as part of the transformation journey we are going towards. And one of the reasons why we did upgrade to our co-banking system is to bring the service closer to our members. And that's one of the things that we should be seeing coming after we have optimized the current system. Thank you. Craig here is saying you, you please say the email for diaspora people once again. So the diaspora email is diasporabanking at steamer-saco.com. All right. And then how do you get funds for people in diaspora? How do you get the funds to you? So we have various options of sending funds to us. So currently for the people who are in the U.S., we've got a partnership with PESA Direct. So you can make transactions through that platform and this money comes straight through to the account. And key to note is that you need to quote your 12-digit account number and this is shared through text message and email once you have been onboarded. So that's one option and that's for the people who are in the U.S., for people who are outside of the U.S. and within the country, we've got our M-Pesa pay bill number, and that's 823-244. And then you quote your 12-digit account number again, and the money comes in straight through to your account. The other option is through sending money to the Stima Sako bank account. So we may provide you with the Stima Sako bank account, which is domiciled at Cooperative Bank. You push the funds to that account, then you share the details with us and we're able to reconcile this money into your account. So in diaspora, if you're not based within the U.S., then this is the most friendly way of sending money. We provide you with the account details. Then you can use the platforms like Wave, Remitly, and all these money transfer services that are available to push the money to the circle. All right, thank you. Amen. So welcome. Maybe you can introduce yourself. Thank you so much. This is a very informative platform, a very good Twitter space. I want to commend the leadership of Stima Sako for coming on board. When Dr. Gamalel was mentioning the numbers, I had to take a pen and paper. And these are massive numbers. And I, was, I said to myself, what am I doing with my life? This is a serious circle. But I want to ask Dr. Gamalel or Gloria, whoever can answer it. I have a lot of followers who are now listening, and they joined after the Islamic speaking about the Yasser, Islamic finance product, and also not for the Muslim community, but also non-Muslim members who are interested in such a product. I've seen many non-Muslim brothers and sisters who also do Islamic banking. So what is Yasser product and how does it work? Thank you. Allow me, I take that. Yes, you can take that. And then uh, someone is still insisting, especially on communication for the future. I think that's very important to keep that in mind. Keep going, Dr. Gamalia. And thank you. And thank you, Ahmad, for joining in into this conversation. We appreciate you as well. And of course, you have many followers who are also here listening in. In terms of communication, like I've said, we agree whereby we would have done better and where we can do better. So allow us to take that as a very positive feedback and we should be able, even as we move forward, to keep on communicating more 
of each and every, not just of our members. And I think that's one key correction that was pointed out to me that even as we talk to 180,000 of our membership, because of our size, because of who is the second largest in Africa, of course, people get jittery. And therefore, we do have also stakeholders who are, are not our members, but who might want to know and to hear exactly what is happening within Stimas. So we take that very positively and we should be able to, we should be able to be seeing quite more from Stimas, including what you're doing today with Mongo's persons and any other platforms that are available to us. The key issue of YASAR financing, and again, Stimas has many firsts. This was another first for Stima. We are the first conventional, first conventional circle in Africa to offer Sharia window. Yes, they are Sharia compliant circles, but I'm talking about a conventional circle, just like you have a conventional bank that offers Sharia products. We are the first conventional circle to offer a fully fledged Sharia window. And we do dear to the key principles of Islamic banking as far as the Sharia products are concerned. For example, our products are riba, riba free, that's the interest free. We do look at the aspect of risk sharing and asset service backing. That means that every product that you partake and take from us as a financing product, we ensure we both share the risk into it and also ensure that it is either backed by a service or an asset. So we do not lend money for money which is what is haram. Also, very importantly, there's a concept called garar, which is contractual cert and certainty. This is very key as well. You might be seeing the CBK has been changing the rates that they ap apply. And of course, for most of the banking sector, they utilize that as the basis of what they lend to you in terms of the loans that they have. So we in the circle sector don't have that. And especially for the YASR facility, it means that if I enter into an agreement with you for the next 20 years, then I cannot come now and claim to change the pricing of that facility for you. That is also true on our conventional business. We also don't do that. So if you took a facility that reads a 10 year facility, I can't come back to you and say, oh, it's the second year and the CBR rate has changed. And because it has changed, I am going to change the pricing on it. So we do not go back in terms of changing our contractual obligation. And that's also a very key tenant of Islamic banking, that there must be contractual certainty. So whatever you borrow today, whatever I finance for you today, if I'm talking about five or 10 years from now, has to be exactly the same. And of course, the Yasar products also have the element of being ethical. So not buying or selling on anything that is unethical or imp impermissible according to the Sharia tenants. And we do have a couple of products. One of the key ones we do have is what we call a sukuk. A sukuk is the equivalent of you buying a share in Stima. And the minimum share, as I mentioned, is one share of 500. We use what is called the Mudaraba principle to be able to provide deposits account for you. So again, if you're looking for Islamic banking and you're looking for a place to invest your money in a halal way, you also be able to do that using Mudaraba. Our prime account, which is the current account that we run, is run using a card. It's called a card principle. And our investment vehicles, as I've mentioned, are using a Mudaraba. But maybe for you to get an idea in terms of the, the current account or the prime account, this account will allow you to process things like your salary. There's no ledger fee in it. There is no monthly charge in it. Think about it. It's a very good place whereby you can be able to invest with Stima. We do have a Sharia advisory board, the only conventional 
circle with the Sharia Advisory Board. And then that board, the responsibility for it is to ensure that our products also adhere to the Islamic banking as required, not just by Sharia itself, but also by international best practices. This product is not a product for Muslims, and that's a very important point. The Yassar, um, although it is, is it, it is Islamic finance, it is a product that is open to anyone. So any person who's looking for financing and who does agree to those dictates that are put forward should be able to be given a Sharia compliant banking as well as also a conventional banking if need be. We've addressed a lot of the questions that people have. There are several customer care agents who are also answering these questions that people have directly. So I'll have to go through a couple of questions and see if there are any that are pending and then you can be able to address them. But in the meantime, in terms of maybe a business model for a circle, maybe Gamali, this is where you should have started. What's the business model of a circle and how is that different from a bank? And then maybe in that context, you can explain what people get in terms of interest, dividends, and how those two are different to maybe someone who's new to the circle business model. I do agree. That's where we outro started from. <laughs> But I think we decided to pick up uh, the hot and the immediate issues. Explain it also in the context of, you're saying you're the second biggest circle in Africa. Explain that context, what's the circle movement and that's how Austin Masako links to the Africa movement and then to the global movement and what the business model is all about there. All right, wonderful. So the business model of a circle is a circle. And just like the business model of a bank is banking, but... Importantly for us is, again, as I've stated, Sako does anything a bank does. We as Timasako believe we can also do it better. And this is the reason why you'd find that traditionally, a Sako would have three components. Number one is that for you to partake in the business of a Sako, then you must be an owner. So shareholding is important. You must be a shareholder. I cannot serve non-members. So if you're not a member of Steamer and you walk into any of our branches, then the first thing that would be told, hold on, are you a member? If you're not a member, then we'll ask you to join Steamer Circle as a member. And the membership, as I've mentioned, the minimum share capital is 500 bob. I do have members who have a couple of millions of shillings in share capital, not five, not 10, but even higher than that. So. This share capital, what is called non-withdrawable, but it is transferable. And this is very, a very key point, and I'd like you to listen in very carefully. When you join a circle and you buy shares, and even the individual who has bought, say, 10 million shillings of shares, these are not shares that he will withdraw, but they are shares that he can be able to transfer to somebody else. What does that mean? It means, God forbid, if anything happens to you, you can be able to give this to your children. He has inheritance to them. You can be able to allocate this to your children even if you're alive as they grow up and give them a portion of that particular shareholding so that they can kickstart off their life. Importantly for us, this share capital and for you is what we gave a return of 15% last year, a very high return. And the idea behind this is to ensure that as you age and as you become older, you can have a place whereby you have a retirement benefit. Every year, say I've put even a million bob at the end of every year, I'll get 150,000. For those who are in business, you know very well for you to get a net return of 15% in a year is quite a huge achievement. If you're running a business today, uh, how much return do you normally get? Net, the one that you take home. 
But here, Stimasako is saying, hold on, chill. You have money. So why don't you give us this money? Let us work with it. And then from the profits we generate, we'll share it back with you. That is what the model of a SACO is. It's about collecting the shares and of course, collecting the savings. And then from that savings, we trade with your money, just like any other financial institution does. But the difference is that by the end of trading, we have to give you a significant portion of whatever it is that we have, we have earned back to you. And back to my numbers from the 7.4 billion shillings of revenue, we gave back 3.6 billion back to you. So our members, the 180,000 members of them, Waligawanya, 3.6 billion shillings. Of course, it was not equal. There are those who got more and there are those who got less, depending on how much money they are putting. So that is issue number one, that you buy a share. The share is transferable. You can transfer, if you choose, say, to withdraw from Steamer, you can choose to sell this share to somebody else or even transfer it to somebody else. But you cannot say, I'm withdrawing and give me my money back and I've left. So that is one of the key differences between a SACO and a bank. Number two is about the monthly deposits. You are required every month to save. In a way, look at it that we force you to save. We tell you, okay, hold on. We know the future, you don't know how it's going to be. I have members. I have very good two examples. I have a member in Kibra and another on Ngongro. One of them is a fishmonger and the other is a cobbler. These members have been serving initially through the mobile platform as less as 20 shillings every day, just 20 bob, 20 bob. And they do the businesses that they do. Of late, I have seen their daily contribution increase from a low of 20 to putting between 100 and 500 shillings every day. So let's even use the lower amount, 100 bob. 100 times 30 is 3,000 shillings. So every month there's somebody who's taking 3,000 bob and saying, I am putting this into Steamer Circle as my savings. Your benefit is that you get a return at the end of the year. Last year, as an example, you gave a good return of 11% on this. And also importantly, on both the dividends and the return that we gave on the deposits, our withholding tax payment to the government by law is only 5%. If you have to take this money and put it in a bank, you'd be charged 15% withholding tax. So that is also a very good benefit that is packaged for the members and the owners of the SACO sector that you put money in both shares and deposits. And at the end of the year, the government only comes and picks final with all the tax of 5% as opposed to picking 15%. And then number three is when now you open a normal account, which is what you call a trading account. You put your money, this money, you're free to use it the way you want. From this money, the prime account, once you have that, you can be able to get a checkbook. You can be able to get an ATM. You can get a Visa branded ATM card that can be used anywhere globally. What you'll be doing is just to swipe it. You go to Ghana, insert it into any ATM. You go to the US, insert it into any Visa branded ATM. You'll be able to get your money out and you'll be able to utilize it. Similarly, you'll be able to pay things like online payments and also point of sale payments at any particular time. So our model, therefore, just to answer the question now, is that based on these three, your deposits, which is your monthly savings, predominantly a lot of our products are based about giving you a loan or a financing facility, if you're talking about Yasar, dependent on how much money you have saved with us. So this guy who has been serving 3,000 bob, 20 shillings a day, 3,000 bob in a month, in three months I saved 9,000, can come to Stimasako 
and get a loan with a multiplier of between times three to even up to times five. In fact, I have a loan product that has a 10 times a multiplier component to it. So what does that mean? From the 9,000 shillings that you put to inside Steamer, you can come and say, you know what? I want to expand my business. I'm looking for money. I'd be able to give you 27,000 shillings for that. And you can multiply this. You have 9 million. You can be able to come and get a loan facility or a financing facility times three, times four, times five of that amount of money. You have 10 million and how you can figure out how that goes. So one of the other very key components we do have, because we do care about our members and members are normally scared to say, you know, what if I borrow money from you and God forbid I die? Uh, that happens quite a lot. There is an insurance component to it, whereby in case God forbid something happens to you and say, and I have a classic example. Let, let me use this as an example. I have a member in the past who had more than 10 million shillings in deposits, had come for a normal loan, which is times three, and had taken a loan of about 27 million shillings at that time, had paid almost 3 million, was left with 24M, and sadly the member passed away. So typically uh, what would have happened for other financial institutions, they would have rushed to attach whatever collateral that this member has, say it was the house, and in this instance, he had bought a house. So from that house, you would attach it, sell the house and recover your money. In Stemma, we do not do that. What we have done because of that insurance component is that widow, the lady who lost the husband and was not even aware that the husband had borrowed money from Stemma, what we did was to pay back two times what we hold as deposits. So from the 10 million, we paid back 20 million to the widow and number two, the loan, which was from 27, had reduced to 24 million because he had been making some payment. That 24 million shillings loan was written away. So why do we do that? We do that because we have seen it in the industry. Many people losing homes simply because they came and death, you have no control of it, over it. It's only the almighty God who knows when you're going to die. So we say, okay, can we at the very minimum ensure that those you leave behind do not end up everything of theirs being taken away from them simply because you're unable to pay off a debt. For me, is one of a very key selling point of why you should actually be in, the, in this particular model. So the nutshell of it is that from the income we generate, 7.5 billion is what we did last year. We sit down at the end of the year as management. We look at all the parameters. We look at what the regulator is expecting us to put aside as reserves. We look at our strategic plan moving forward of what we think we need to hold as our own reserves. We look at our cash liquidity position, and then we advise our board in terms of what kind of rents we should be able to pay for dividends. So we have board committees, these board committees will review that. And finally, it will go to our board. And if the board is in agreement that we have sufficiently made and generated enough revenue then they'll go ahead and declare or rather recommend to the ADM. We have an ADM, an annual delegates meeting, and it is the delegates, the supreme organ of this institution, a delegates who represent members, and they're the same ones who ratify and they're able to give you the dividends that we get so excited about every year. So that is basically a very simple model. You serve with the society, we utilize your money to do business with it. We trade with your money, we truly trade with it. We generate 7.5 billion shillings and more out of that money. And then the last bit is that portion of whatever profit we've made, we give back to you a portion of it. And in this instance, we get 49% of 
of the total revenue that we have. So I hope that in a way explains the difference, the key significant difference between a bank and a circle. And of course, importantly, the risk of overemphasizing. The fact of the matter is that we in the circle sector are association of people. So it is people who come together. It is 180,000 members who trade amongst themselves. And that is why we also given that benefit by the government to ensure Yoni gets charged a tax rate of only 5%. Because it is known that Stima Sako does not trade with every other Kenyan, but it is only trading with the members who own us. So that ownership element is a very critical component of what a Sako is. And my last point is, because of that, again, that is what makes us very strong. This is why it is highly unlikely to have a run on a Sako, because this Sako is not a few individuals. It is a collective of people who own a share of that particular institution and who have a say in terms of how it is run and who appoint the delegates. And it is the delegates who end up appointing the board members. So the democracy that we see in the global picture or in the country is already practiced within us in the circle sector. One person, one man, one woman, one vote, and then you vote in your delegates and the delegates will be able to vote in a very competent board that takes oversight over the management. So I hope I've managed to answer that particular question with regards to the business model of Asako. Yes, thank you so much. We want to maybe finish in the next 20 minutes or so. So a couple of questions are also like, do you also take people who are maybe foreigners who live in Kenya, can they become members too? And especially also someone is asking displaced people, maybe refugees, can they also become members? Foreign residents in Kenya, are they allowed to be members of your circle? Yes, absolutely. So as I had mentioned, we do have members who are the members of STEMA are Kenyans who live in Kenya and who live anywhere outside Kenya. So anywhere in the globe. In fact, I was doing a survey, I found a very interesting statistic that we have members in each and every continent in the world apart from Antarctica. But Antarctica is a different story. They only have 300,000 people who live there. So that is number one, that every Kenyan anywhere is a member of STEMA, regardless of where you're located. But number two, foreigners working and living in Kenya can be our members and we do have them. So even if you're a foreigner, you're an outsider who has a working permit in this country, you're legally in this country, and you can confirm and you can ascertain that you're working here, then yes, you can become a member of Asako as well. And then a question, I think diasporans are very interested. So a couple of people are from abroad, maybe you can tell them how they can do it. I'm not able to add Gloria, I don't know why, but if you have responses to that, maybe you can tell them once again, how to become members also. We, we do have a, a link, an email that's diasporabanking at stima-circle.com. Gloria will confirm whether I've got that, but I think I have diasporabanking at stima-circle.com. So if you're able to shoot that to us directly, we can be able to guide you in terms of the membership process, but we do also have a customer care department. Our contact center is 24-7 and the reasoning behind that was actually to take care of our diaspora members. And uh, we also have a WhatsApp platform. I'd be able to share that particular WhatsApp platform. Maybe the team that is there, you can be able to share how to join the WhatsApp. And uh, this enables us to very quickly pick up on any issues that are being raised by our members. You can also visit our website. Um, that's stigma-circle.com. There's also a, a key component right there in terms of how all the information to do with the diaspora, 
the products and services that you're offering to you, how to communicate to us and also how to link onto us. I do hope that addresses the concern from the members in the diaspora. I think that's just a challenge to you guys. Maybe you should come back for another session just to deal with more focused questions. This has been more focused on the SACO itself and how the state has involved. So I think responding to questions. So it seems like there's a ton of questions about joining, but there's one here, which is the most interesting to me. There's an issue that the shares are not transferable from one circle to another. So this person specifically left Sharia circle to join Steamer circle, but he can't sell Sharia shares because the offers are too low and he would love to transfer them to Steamer. Is there something in the works around transfer of shares between circles and around listing of circles. Is, uh, there's been a suggestion on that, maybe from high level discussion, what are some of the things that you're noticing in this space that would help enable, maybe unlock some of this liquidity that is there in the market? So that's a very good question. And uh, I had a discussion last week with the chair of CMA and also the chair of NSC during one of the functions. If you do remember, there was, an, there was a REIT that was being done, an investment REIT, the first of its kind in Kenya by one of the pension funds. And so, Exactly the same question that we're trying to have a discussion around to have a solution to it. So let me address first, what is the statement problem? The statement problem is simple, that the SACO sector and the SACO model is very different from the other industries, whether it is the airline, whether it is the banking, whether it is companies and agricultural, whereby you can buy shares and then trade on those shares and sell off the shares and leave. So we in the circle sector, as I've mentioned, is that your shares are transferable. So you can sell them, but to somebody else. Now, there has been a discussion in the last 10 years or so in the industry of whether it is indeed time to have circles listed, say in the stock exchange. But herein lies the problem that based on the fact that as a circle, you only deal with members and you do not deal with the general public, then what kind of instruments therefore do we put in place so that member who's in Sharia or any other circle who wants to transfer from steamer to any other circle is able to trade in that environment without offending that very key regulatory requirements that you must be a member of one particular circle. These discussions are still ongoing. What we have done as a circle ourselves, we have what is called an OTC. That is an over-the-counter trading platform. So that means you come to any of our nine branches, plus the three we are going to add to 12, and you can be able to say, you know what? I do have my shares and I am willing to sell these shares and I'm looking for a buyer. And very importantly, you'd be assisted to do that. One of the key things I'm looking to roll out this year, and hence even why we came up with a new co-banking system, is actually to automate this process so that just like the same way you can see listing of all of those listed companies, then we are looking at an environment that you do not need to physically come, but you can go into a platform. And from that platform, you can see all the shares of Steamer that are being sold and all the buyers who are there and make an offer on it. And of course, get that bottle. So we are looking at moving away from a very manual process, which is what we've been doing an OTC to a more vibrant, a more automated process. And we believe that internally for us, that will enable to make our shares more attractive to members so that they can be trading in between them. So another key limitation by law is because our shares are normally at par. So shares do not appreciate in value. 
that is a disadvantage. I agree. But also shares do not depreciate in value. For those in the stock exchange, you know what normally happens. One day the share is up, the next day it is down. Today you're making a hundred percent gain, tomorrow you're making a hundred percent loss. So shares in circles do not do that. In all of these circles, like in steamer, one share is equivalent to 500 bob. That is the power value, it doesn't change. But then what do we do to compensate you for the lack of capital gain of your shares? That is why we give a return on 15% on this shareholding. And as I've mentioned, in a period of less than seven years, about six years in a few months, you should be able to recoup the money that you've put in shares at Steamer and start gaining every other year that is coming through as an additional income to you. So within six years or so, you'd have recovered whatever money you've put as shares based on what you've paid back to you. And moving forward, those will be just pure profit that you're generating. However, this can be compounded. Why? Because instead, and if I use an example, if you have a thousand shillings of shares and you're getting a return of 150 bob every year. So instead of taking all this money, what if you reinvested back the a thousand bob? It means next year you'll have 1,150 and you no longer get 15% of this you'll get a higher figure of almost 200 shillings. So if you keep on compounding that, it means within a period of almost three to four years, you should be able to recoup the money that you've invested in the circle that is giving you high return. And moving forward for the next 20, 30, inshallah, we pray that God gives us long, a long life. For as long as you live, this becomes your life savings. This becomes your retirement package. And for those who are still working, this becomes a place whereby every year, that you're going to get something from the circle that you are in. I hope I've managed to answer the issues of shares and the limitations that we do have. But from a macro element, the discussions are ongoing, both with our regulator, also with the cooperative department and then outside. But we need to get this right internally before we bring in NSC or CMA. Internally, we must agree, are we ready for this? I'll tell you one full pushback I've received, especially from the smaller circles. The argument is, okay, hold on. If we go ahead and do this, doesn't it mean that if you're trading steamer, which is amongst the largest circles in Kenya, then what if my circle is circle number 600 or 700? What is the likelihood of me cannibalizing on your members? So that is the concerns from the smaller circles. They're saying, okay, you need to take care of us. And we in the circle industry, like I said, we are not here to cannibalize on the smaller circles. We're here to help them, to guide them, to hold their hand. So allow us to have that internal discussion as an industry and hopefully in due course and in due time, we should be able to come back and say, okay, hold on. Probably we can be able to start trading or transferring our circles. But by law, the share in that particular circle belongs to that circle until and when the member who has raised that issue is either able to send it off to somebody or get somebody to buy out or to transfer it to any person you may so choose to do. Yeah. Lots of questions, but I think most of them are being handled by the customer care agents. There's a WhatsApp number. The WhatsApp number, I think, will also share it. It's 0703024001. So again, 0703024001 if you want to communicate to them. I think we've dealt with a lot of maybe the high-end questions. I would maybe give you time to give us a bit of your reflections in terms of your journey. We didn't get even to hear about you and yourself and how you got to become the CEO of Steamer Circles. What's your journey to becoming CEO? How has it been like? Hardly does anyone ask me that question. So 
And I think it'll be the first one to hear this answer. My journey starts very humbly. I thank God quite a lot. I was born and raised in Kibra, on the other side of the railway line. So we didn't come from a fluent family. We struggled. I know the daily struggles of everyone. Getting food was a problem. I don't see it nowadays. I remember the food that would be on our table would probably be porridge on a milky day. No sugar, no salt, but there used to be magadi. But I don't see it. I keep on wondering. I don't know if anyone even knows what I'm talking about. This magadi, a magadi ingredient that was very cheap back then. So that is basically what our parents would mix for us. And I'd be lucky to hold food for three days. Three days without a meal was quite common. And then that was a life back in Kibra. I was blessed to have very caring parents who raised me well. My mother had a well-known name back in Kibra, a human rights activist. My father was a footballer, by the way. He used to play for FC Leopards and also the national team. And then they raised us well. They raised us knowing that we had responsibility as individuals and that one day we would have probably been in a position to influence others. And if we do, we should always do the right thing. That humble background, I went through a school called Olympic Primary back in Kipra. I was lucky to get very good grades, went to a good national school, Nairobi school. Patch, I'm a Pacherian, an old Cambrian. Don't know if there are any in the house. And I managed to go through public university. Again, University of Nairobi. Got my first job as an insurance salesperson. So I used to sell insurance. Very hard business. Like the hardest. I don't know if there's any more harder business than that or a harder job to do. Hustled quite a lot around that. But finally, got some jobs here and there. Working in a small institution right at CBD. A dealership network. And quite a lot of journey. I'm skipping some parts. But basically my journey to here, I think started from Safaricom Dealers Association. I used to be the secretary and the CEO of the Safaricom Dealers Association. Somebody saw my talent, gave me an opportunity, a young guy from Kipra and said, you know, this guy has some talent. And from that association, I managed to get some good jobs within the dealership network. At one time I was running a dealership network of 14 companies as the group general manager. But fast forward, as I did this, I also invested a lot around education because education is the equalizer. If you're coming from a poor background, then for me, that's what I'd say to anyone. If your background is poor, if you want best for your kids, educate them. And I was lucky to learn that very early on. Um, and from the little money, I got my CPAs or my CPAK. I'm also a certified public secretary at CPSK. I went through Strathmore University. I got my master's through Kenyatta University. Then I got my doctorate through Jomo Kenyatta University, JKUR. Over and above that, I'm a certified Islamic financial executive, both in accounting, financial analysis. And importantly, I have various certifications from Strathmore University, Barcelona Business School, Business School, there's a management certification. And I'm also a cooperator, which I think is a very key thing. I'm a certified credit union development educator. So when you combine all of those together with the skill sets that I came up with, the jobs that I passed through, I really thank Safaricom Dealers Association and the mentorship I had from one gentleman called Ben Mushemi that let, gave me an opportunity. And from there, guided me and mentored me. I became CEOs of various institutions. I moved to Steamer around 2015. I was the chief manager in charge of business and development. Then I was the chief manager in charge of strategy and business later on. 
And of course, when this role became vacant, I applied for it very competitively and I was able to be taken in. So I've risen through the ranks of Steamer, at least from a management perspective. I'd say that I have worked for very many companies, I think nine in total. And I'm not saying this because I'm the CEO of Steamer, but Steamer Circle has been the best employer that I've seen. There are many, for those who are seeking a career path, anytime you see Steamer advertising for those positions, which like we did for the three branches that are coming up, really urge you to take your time and apply. We offer a very good and conducive environment for our staff. And also because of our circle background in terms of education, we spend a lot of money in terms of educating them, training them, trying to empower them. And we give them space to give us a very good and innovative ideas, which is basically what we've been implementing. So my journey to becoming a series a long one, it would probably need more time than this to explain. But one of the key things I've learned in life is that being in leadership is about servitude. It's not about being selfish, it's about being selfless. One thing I love about being in the circle sector, especially in STEMA, is the number of people you touch. It's not just a loan or a finance you've given out. It's not school fees you've paid. It is a child you've educated. It's not a mortgage facility that you've given out. It's a home that you've given to somebody. It's not a medical bill you've paid. It's really somebody who's been treated. And you can see that in the faces of each and every of our members. When they marry, buy their first vehicle, it feels nice that when you go home and enjoy the relative peace and quiet of your house and enjoy your drive back home to your nice house, you know that it's not just about money and that you're not working for money, but truly you're working to serve so many individuals, so many people. It's about seeing that person in Kibra, person on Gong Road, grow from making a saving of 20 to making a saving of 500 bob a day. He's seeing somebody who invested a thousand shillings coming back to you. I met a member who has been a member since 1984, told me everything, everything he owns, everything he has is because of Steamer. That humbles you. Everything is educated his kids. Kids have grown, they're outside the country. Tistima Sako that did that for them. It's about somebody saying, all my children are out now, the money I have, you know what? I can go on holiday and finally enjoy life because of the kind of returns you give to us. So that is what gives us that we are empowering our members for life, that you are part and parcel of your journey. We do have children accounts. So the young kids, as soon as they turn a month or so, come open. As long as you have a birth certificate, come open an account with us showcase to them what savings is. I, I see that is the missing picture that people don't realize that with all these fintechs that have come in with a gambling, I see people wasting 20 bob every day, gambling, expecting to win big. Yet you can win big with an institution like Steamer. You can invest that 20 bob every single day. And I assure you within a year, you'll be seeing the fruits of that. So it is that that really makes me wake up every day come to ensuring that we have addressed our members' issues, we've empowered them, we've walked the journey with them until they die, like I mentioned. So in case you do pass away, we will have an insurance agency on board that takes care of some of these things, but also important, even internally, our products are geared to make sure from the day you're born to the day you grow up to become a young adult, to the day you start working, you buy your house, you get married, to the day you retire or you take your kids to school, you retire. And since all of us are going to, towards that path to the day you pass away, Stimo Circle will be here for you. And I think that is the greatest joy of being a CEO. And that's the most humbling thing 
of being a CEO is to, is, is to note that every decision you make impacts somebody and it can impact them negatively or positively. It is our role to ensure that you actually do it positively. So that's my journey. Amazing journey. So I think we should have another separate spaces with you for deeper dive into that journey. But it's good to see how anchored you are into the people and your journey. Now it connects a lot to the story of what uh, Stimasako has been to people. So it's uh, maybe Stimasako should rebrand and be more like cradle to grave, which you all the way. But this is a point at which now we close the spaces, give us some closing thoughts and especially there's one question I see often asked in one of my favorite podcasts. So I want to ask it to you. What's one of the most kindest thing anyone has ever done to you? And also give us your closing thoughts as you go on. Wow. There have been many people who have been kind to me in life. Wow. There's so many. I lost my father when I was a young man. I was barely 18 years of age. And I think the most kindest thing everyone ever did to me was to just to shake my hand and to give me assurance that God is with me. So I always remember that. Those very genuine people who are there for you at your lowest point in life. So there are very many of those people who matter, might not know it, but at that particular time, when you've hit rock bottom, then somebody very warm just comes and gives you an assuring word, a hug, a handshake, whatever you want to call it. And I think for me that I would range that right up there as being the most kindest thing that anyone ever does that to you, just to be with you at your most lowest point in life. I still go back to my second one. I still go back to Ben Mushemi, the late. He used to be a rally driver. Some of you might know him. He was my mentor. And because I lost my father at a very early age, he was my father as well. I like saying that. He mentored me, introduced me to the likes of Bob Colimo, who became a good friend to me as well. Back in the days when I was in Safaricom dealers, opened up doors to this young boy from Kibra and gave me opportunities that has led me to where I am here today. I am very thankful. I always am. I pray for him every day. He passed away from cancer many years back, but his life, his journey, his struggles have really impacted into who I am. And he was the most kindest person I ever met as well. Very rich, very wealthy, not just in terms of wealth, a physical wealth, but also in terms of knowledge, in terms of he had a big heart. And I try as much as possible to emulate him. And of course, the teachings that I got from my parents, from a young man until where I am today, from my mother and my father, that's that kindness that they had to raise us through a very hard period of time. I always appreciate that. So my closing thoughts would be this, that uh, as Timo Sako, we empower members for life. And that's the reason why we exist. If we do anything, we do it for you as a member. We don't do it to make you uncomfortable. It's not our intention to do that. And I know with this system change, there have been times, probably there are those who are doubted us, but don't doubt us. We had to make this change because we need to grow. We have been using this old vehicle for so long and it needed time for us to think for the next 50 years, where are we going to be? Our biggest competitors right now are fintechs, to be very honest, the fintechs that have come in Quite a lot of them, including from government, non-government, they're very agile. They're able to deliver quite a lot of their platforms. And we want to also be able to do that. And then of course it becomes more hazy. If you have to look at the banking sector and the circle sector, we offer almost the same kind of facilities, the same kind of experience. It goes even further, our insurance industries and the like. So you know, any corner you turn, there's somebody who's doing what you're doing. So our aim is to do it better than anyone else and to do anything and everything 
that can possibly be an area of concern or a gap insofar as offering financial services to our members. Tim Osaka would like to do that. We'd like to do that in a listening and a caring manner, but most importantly is to ensure that we redefine who we are. We redefine, and that's our vision actually, we redefine financial wellness. We want to redefine what a circle can and can't do. For very many years, we've been told you're a small boy and sit right there in the corner and listen to the rest of us. So we want inclusivity of the circle sector in the financial model. You'd hear Stephen Sacco is very strong about advocating, about inclusion to the national payment system. We think it is wrong for an institution as big as Tima with 55 billion shillings of asset base and growing to still be bowing down to smaller institutions, even smaller banks, whereby you're being forced to pass through them so that you can have access to the national payment system. We would love one day to have an ATM network. We would one, love one day to enable you to transfer funds directly from Stima to someone else without having to white label any of these products for somebody else. So we have big desires and big dreams. We look outside there. Yes, we could be the second largest circle in Africa. We appreciate that, but we don't want that to be the focal point because we know outside there circles are huge. Um, in the U.S., the largest circle, the Navy Federal Credit Union, has an asset base of 14 trillion shillings, 14 times the largest bank in Kenya. In Canada, one city, a credit union, the largest circle in Canada, has an asset base of 7 trillion Kenya shillings, seven times larger than the largest bank in Kenya. So as Tima at 55B, we still think we have room to grow. We do believe that the new co-banking system that we've put in place, once we've settled on everything, you should now be able to see and reap the benefits. This has been the hard labor. We've been farming and everything else. The tree has grown. The fruits are almost yellow. They have been green. They are turning almost yellow. So just bear with us as we finalize on this. Uh, just a few more weeks, just to run out anything that you might think we've not done well. And now start seeing the benefit of what we're talking about. The world is changing, is becoming more techno-savvy. Things are becoming more mobile. Data is a big issue. So we are looking at rolling out both the app, the internet banking, which are the two main components we'd like to focus on as we come to this part that is coming on board. But my last point is that save with Stima Sacco, see your earnings grow and rest assured all the money you keep with us is safe. We have not goofed in 49 years. We shall not goof now. We are thinking not just of now, we are thinking of you 50 years from now. The investments, the pain we've taken you through, especially around our new co-banking system, is to actually ensure that 50 years from now, as we celebrate our 50-year anniversary, we will be giving you the map of where we expect to be 50 years from now. And the 50 years from now, for me, the future looks very bright. So please invest. Whatever amount of money you caught last year, the 3.6 billion, Give us the bragging rights of coming back here next year of saying, you know what? We actually generated even more revenue. And you know what? We actually even given you better returns. We now probably given you 4 billion or more or in terms of dividends or, uh, or the rebates that we provide. So give us that bragging rights. But the only way to give us those bragging rights is by partaking into our products, understanding the services that we do have, ensuring that you support us. And of course, ignoring all the fake news that you might have had out there regarding this great institution, which is your institution. For those who are not members, please join. 
uh, Stimosako is the place to be. We aim to no longer be called the second largest circle in Africa. We have bigger aims than that. And uh, watch this space. Thank you so much. Thanks, Daktari. And we would be happy to have you again. These are very informative spaces. And hopefully a lot of members' concerns have been assuaged. And I think people can reach out to you and send questions. I think we still can respond to questions. So if you have questions, just send them to us and look for them to schema and then they'll be able to get the responses you need. We hope to have you again once everything is back up again. So I think we can be able to have another spaces to be able to discuss in detail some of these things a bit more. On that note, we want to close the spaces for today. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Gamalia. I think this is the first time we have a circle joining us on board. Hope to have you again. Thank you for having me. Thank you for everyone who's taken time to listen in. Thank you.